0: Hey guys, I uh, just wanted to come on and just let you know the future of the podcast in that I'm going to be taking a hiatus I for a bit, maybe uh, longer than my usual. What is happening is I've got quite a few things coming up and I kind of podcasting for me is kind of fallen by the wayside in interest. I've been doing some other things and there's been stuff I actually want to look into getting into. Mainly being streams in that I kind of want to do more talk streams and podcasting and planning. It's quite a bit of work so I've decided to uh, take it easy on the podcasting, especially with everything coming up. Uh, there's some stuff that I need uh, to plan and stuff like that. So uh, definitely check out my YouTube channel. The, I'm still going to be doing daily movie reviews. Also, I'm currently in the process of retooling my Twitch and keep an eye on the social media for that. So what this entails with the the podcast is I want to hit that big, big, big 150 number. So I believe this is 141. So we have nine episodes left. I have three in the bank and then the last six of this current era, which as I would say, is that I'm going to uh, bring on the biggest and the best guests I've had, the, the people that I absolutely adore on this podcast. Uh, so, you know, you're going to see a lot of people. I'm going to be thrown out invites and stuff like that. Uh, the It might not be 10 weeks. It might be if I have to break it up just to fit people's schedule, but I really want these last few episodes to mean something. Uh, sorry if anyone's disappointed by this decision, but like I said, it's kind of become a third tier thing for me uh life has kind of gone away and i i don't want to like do something that i'm not going to give my all because it's uh unfortunate for the people that are fans but i'm not going away there's also going to be a lot of content if you're a fan of the tangent stuff i did with roger or like the recent stuff i'm pretty much just going to be doing that on uh streaming and stuff like that As for the episodes themselves, uh, I'm pretty much going to be downloading them and having them for keeps. And then if I end up uh, reviving the podcast in the future, which is definitely going to happen because I do love podcasting. But uh, life life has a way of getting in the way. So (laughs) life gets in the way of life. So what's going to happen is once I do come back, I'm going to throw them off as like Beaver Does Productions Classics or whatever the hell. But uh, also, I'm going to keep the RSS feed alive for a few months after the last episode. But then I'm going to throw everything onto my Google Drive. So if you're a fan and you uh, you want to check out the podcast or you know of it and stuff like that, just throw me a line and I'll gladly give you a link to that uh, Google Drive so you can check it out yourselves. As for everyone that's listened, I really do appreciate everyone. I I start off with small number i i've hit some uh, decent numbers with you guys and i thank everyone for listening hopefully you can follow me on my stream which is uh be Just podcast uh that might be changing but definitely it will be in my link tree on all my uh socials it'll be uh, linked in there and also to check out the daily movie reviews that's actually kind of been my number one baby right now i've been like learning myself with video editing and it's been a real blast to do and i'm going strength to strength i've always kind of wanted to do video stuff i just didn't have the confidence and podcasting kind of helped me build that confidence so i'm never going to forget podcasting i'm, I'm still going to come back into podcasting but right now i don't want to stretch myself too thin and i kind of want to do this maybe once this uh, daily movie review year challenge i know i promised that it won't get in the way but uh other stuff got in the way so Uh, there we go thank you guys like I said once again for you know checking me out and definitely uh, keep your eyes tuned to uh, whatever I will be doing announcements we'll be having a lot of fun and I will uh, catch you guys next time as uh, you'll probably hear me talk a lot about this stuff more in the next seven episodes after the preview, like the preview ones I've done, like I've I've got some stuff in the can. Then once that passes, you're gonna be hearing me talking about podcasting, probably griping or whatever. But uh, have a lot of fun, guys, and I really do. I really want you guys to check this one out. This is a very fun episode. Me and Sam got together and did the the gauntlet. I I really want to try and get the gauntlet onto a Twitch thing. It's just showing whole movies. It might be a hassle, but I want to see if there's any way. I could go about that where I can show people and you could just see our reactions and stuff like that. So, we'll, we'll see. We'll go from there. But uh, this is me rambling right now. But uh, it is what it is, guys. So, definitely check out this episode. It's a lot of fun. And I thank everyone from the bottom of my heart for listening. Later. And welcome to another month of The Gauntlet, where I, James Beaver, torture people with bad movies and then ask them who the hell they are. I'm James Beaver, of course. Who else would it be? Because no one else does what I do, which is torturing people with bad movies, like I said. Now for the second victim, guest, whatever you want to call it. I decided to bring someone that's very close and dear to my heart just because I like to insult the guy (laughs) as on any opportunity that I get. It is uh, Mr. Witch Police himself, Sam Thompson. Welcome to the show. How are you doing, sir?
1: Not bad. Thanks for having me.
0: Oh, no problem. No problem. Glad glad to have you on once again. And this stems, this whole idea stems from a tweet that you sent because uh, explain the tweet that you sent. I actually don't remember the tweet, but it was, it was, uh, I follow, I follow iced tea on
1: Twitter. Yeah. I, I mean, just because Ice T is awesome yeah. and he's been in a lot of terrible movies over the years and some good ones too, but he was tweeting movie posters from some of his, uh, perhaps lesser known, uh, cinematic masterpieces. And so I retweeted them because it was, it's kind of cool to see these old movies he was in. And I think that you said something in reply to it. And that's what sort of started this whole.
0: Yeah. And so pretty much from there, I already had the idea to do this gauntlet, but they, I was like, you know what, let this is actually where I actually got the idea to do the gauntlet fully. I yeah. already had the idea, and I just didn't know how to, to launch it, uh, what to do first off. Uh, I already did one with uh, Michael Petro, but originally you were the first one. Unfor- yeah. Unfortunately, uh, because of me getting so high uh, for the four days before, I yeah. was suffering from something called after high where your body takes so much that you're high for the next three days. Right. right. <laughs> That's what happened to me. And then the week <laughs> after sounds like car trouble can't make it. I'm like, okay, yeah. well we even out. Luckily third time's the charm. That's right. Yes. So <sighs> I love Ice tea. I, I've been, espe- I've I've been especially loving him right now with, uh, someone was calling him out for, uh, him apparently talking to Trump about helping black youths and stuff like that. And he goes wrong eyes, bitch. <laughs> I'm like, that's all, that's all you need to know. And it's just so funny. He, he gives zero fucks. No, his Twitter is great. And he,
1: he used to have a podcast a couple of years ago and it was fantastic. And it was just uh, because half of it was him talking about like his hip hop stuff. And then he would do uh, talk about movies and things like that. And then he would get callers to call in live on the show. And, and you get a mixture between people who want to ask him about like his music and then people want to ask him about law and order and the law and order fans and the people who are into his music were very different audiences. So you get these like kind of 50 something, you know, uh, housewives calling in and then the guy neck right afterwards, would we'll be talking about some gangster shit he did in the eighties or whatever. And it was really <laughs> bizarre. And, like they didn't know, like the, 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 the law and Order fans didn't know he had this rap career. Some of them did obviously, but oh, of course, it was like a very weird combination of people. It was really entertaining.
0: Actually, I, I've, I watch Law and Order, but I don't. I I, I don't see the credits often enough because I don't watch Law and Order as much. Is he referred to as Ice T? He is. Yeah. Well, yes. his, I mean, his real name is Tracy Merrill,
1: right? And I yeah. think that that's hence the T part. And I think I think Tracy is maybe not the most gangster name you could yeah. have. But no, yeah, he's called Ice T in the credits.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that's hilarious. so they're like, "Why is he called Ice T?" And it's like that. That should be like the first clue is that he's a rapper. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or maybe he just likes iced tea so much he changed his name a la Prince. Yeah. So now let's let's go straight into it. Let's go straight for the terrible. So what we do is the rules are simple. I show you a movie and it's five minutes of time because of why we we, we have lives, we don't want to yeah, be here all sure. night watching terrible, terrible iced tea movies. And often an option I give to my guests is You could do the beginning, which is after the credits, which was what actually Michael Petra said to me. Hey, make sure you skip the credits and go straight into the movie. We can do the middle or we can do the the last 20 minutes, uh, five minutes of that. So what would you like to do? Beginning, middle or end? Let's start with the beginning on this one. Okay. So this movie is 2019. So this was last two years ago. I'm still in 2020 mode uh 5.5 on the IMDB scale so it's above average apparently yeah. and here's the thing it's directed by Richard Grieco oh really yes
1: Well, i don't understand how ICT has time for this because he's 60 he has a like a, a very young child he is doing like full seasons of law and order plus he's fronting body count body count is back his, his, is his it? metal band They, oh, they no. put out, like three albums in the last few years and they're actually pretty good like considering yeah. it's like a 60 year old dude fronting them like it's topical and it's like it's really heavy but he's in a band he's on a regular tv show he has a kid he's like when the hell does he have time i think he's a reality show too i'm pretty sure him and his wife or they had one
0: yeah and, they, they did have one yeah so, and, like, so w- how do you fit in movies into that schedule so i'm looking on here and he is one two three four five six 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. He's 13th uh, build on IMDb. Okay. So it might be a super small role. So what, right, I, might, right. what I might try and do is at the beginning, try and find Ice-T. Sure. Because that's the man we're here to see. The guys watched Clinton Road. All right. That's that. Yep. Thank God. Yeah, that's bad. <laughs> Yeah, so we just came back from watching Clinton Road. I just want to just give a brief. A widowed firefighter seeks closure after his wife goes missing on an actual haunted road in rural New Jersey, but must unlock the road secret if he wants to get out alive. Did
1: you read more into the plot summary? That's Because it. there's a lot
0: more about... Uh...
1: By empowering a Haitian witch doctor to contact her spirit, that's how they uh, get closure. Apparently, oh god! To their and surprise, it... they're haunted by the entities of past victims looking to leave purgatory by collecting fresh souls. Okay, oh, so my... it just takes a bit of a
0: turn, and guaranteed that. Oh man, I see is just in the beginning, and you will never see him again. No. it's pretty much clearly a favor. Yeah, for whoever uh, is making the movie. Yeah, 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 definitely. And holy crap, eh? The acting was brutal. It was like, here's the thing when Ice T is the best part of the movie in the first four, five minutes, yeah, and everything else is dog shit t- terrible. But Ice T is
1: actually a good actor. Like, I mean, I, I, he's in a lot of bad movies, but he's usually one of the better parts of those bad movies. Like, he. he, he I find that he has a few characters he plays really well, and one of them is like just a cop or ex-cop, as in this case, right? Yeah, and he's he's done it on Long River for like twenty years or something, so
0: he's he can play a cop like he did it in New Jack City. He can, yeah, he's oh, he's he's really good yeah. in New Jack City. Yeah, he's amazing in New Jack City. Yeah. yeah, he's probably one of the better caliber ones in my opinion. And you, did you recognize the guy that was with him? No, uh, that was uh, Vincent Pastore.
1: Oh, well, that's right. Yes, it was. Yeah, yeah okay, yeah.
0: big pussy. So. He's just old. No. He is just, just old. Yeah, yeah. 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 And he, he seems to like when he's in movies, he's paired with um, artists because he was also in Revolver, okay. with, with uh, Andre Three Thousand. Okay, okay. Yeah. I didn't see that so one, it, it may be just a pattern, or it's just the two movies I've seen him in, and he's always yeah. like in a twosome with uh, like a hip hop artist. I feel like that guy is like shorthand
1: for gangster though, right? They, the reason they put that guy in a movie is because you look at him and you assume he's in the mob. They don't, oh, ga- have to, they don't have to explain it. There's no need to even have a plot about it. It's just like, oh, yeah, the mobster.
0: Yeah, it, exactly. He, he has that look. Everyone that's been in The Sopranos now, I've been like hem-picked. If you, if you need like a rent-a-gangster for your yeah. movie, you get one yeah. of those and you can say the star of Sopranos, even though he was in for like two seconds. Well, and some- I feel like
1: Ice-T is that for rent-a-gangster or rent-a-cop. He plays one of, either one of them amazingly well. Oh, yeah, definitely. So it's definitely. like you see him and you know he's either – Connected somehow to the underworld, or is a police officer. It's one be or the other,
0: or both. Or, or you can double dip and get him playing a gangster, but he's actually undercover cop. Yeah,
1: exactly. There you go. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So or a cop who's
1: crooked, right? So he's got that too. Yeah. Yeah.
0: He's exa- exactly. So after that Shambolic mess, let's uh let's start with some actual questions about yourself. Sure. I, so you uh run the Which Which Police podcast, you've done 500 episodes. Uh how long has it been?
1: Like- uh, it's Yeah, it's been a while. It's been more than eight years. Uh, the first one was in um, late 2012, and we're now at 2021. So it's it's been gone for a while. <laughs> it doesn't seem to be stopping either. It just seems to be getting more and more uh, serious. And, like Not serious, but uh, I seem to be putting more time and effort into it as the years go by. So it's I don't think it's any danger of ending soon. Uh, how did you uh, start podcasting? Where did you get the idea? I didn't know what a podcast was. Um, <laughs> I assumed when I first heard about podcasts that it was something to do with um, iPods. And I didn't use one because um, this is like 2010 or something, right? So I didn't use an iPod. I still have never had one because I listen to tapes and records and CDs. And I'm, I'm like stuck in my set in my ways with physical media when it comes to music. So I never had an iPod. So I always heard about podcasts and I assumed it was something you needed just to have an iPod for. So I said, oh, forget this is not for me. I'll ignore it. And then I, people were recommending podcasts to me. So I looked it up and they all said, subscribe. And I said, well, fuck this. I'm not paying. Get something off the internet right yeah. so i didn't do that either and then a friend of mine sent me a, an episode of a show that i don't want to name because i hate the guy who hosts the show but it was a but <laughs> it, it old podcast and it was an interview with henry rollins and i'm a big fan of, i mean i'm sure he's been in some of your movies you've done on the show yeah. oh. uh, but i mean like his music is great i love black flag i love rollins band i love his spoken word stuff and so it was an interview with him about all that stuff so uh, my friend sent me this interview and i was like oh this is great and i did the idea that you could just sit down with an artist and just talk to them for an hour. And that was a viable sort of um, way to to, like a creative expression, to do an interview in that style. That just blew my mind. I was like, I I could do this. Cause I'd been um, for a few years prior to that, which police was like an archive of Winnipeg music. I'd been kind of digitizing a bunch of my old bands, tapes, my friends, old band tapes and putting it up there because they were not able to be found anywhere online. And it was sort of like, I'd be writing little essays explaining the background and doing written interviews with people and then this happened it was like oh shit i can i can talk to people and record it and maybe someone will listen so that's that's kind of what the uh the 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 start of that was and then i know i'm going long here in this question but um i was right around the time i had my first uh kid is when we first started you know i I had like a two-year-old at that point right and so i didn't have time to play in bands anymore i was too busy being a dad and with work and everything else so my way to kind of keep in touch with some of my friends was to have them over and we would sit down and listen to records we'd bring music for each other to listen to introduce each other to new bands things like that and we thought one day let's just record this and that's what the first episode of wish Please is it's me yeah. and my friends rob and john and we're sitting down for like two hours recommending music to each other which in retrospect is extremely boring because <laughs> <laughs> like who cares what we want to you know honestly like why does anyone give a shit what music i listen i want to tell my friends to listen to and vice versa so the first i think seven episodes of which Please are just that and then uh Rob, one of the main guys on the show, went on tour. He went to Europe for tour. So we thought, oh, I guess we need to get another third member here because apparently three people is needed. So we started getting bringing in guest hosts, and they were all musicians because all of our friends are musicians. And then it just eventually evolved into what it is now.
0: Okay. And you, you mentioned that the, the name is uh, Witch Police. I always, I always wanted to know this. So uh, what is Witch Police?
1: It's n- really nothing, and I'm kind of stuck with it right now. Um, so... The, the re- real backstory of it is, the easy way to explain it is that I was in a band with Rob, one of my original co-hosts, and we had a song called We Are The Witch Police. And then we recorded some music, but we weren't playing any shows, so I wanted to find a way to put it online. So I made one of those free websites, and I need to call it something. It was a Blogspot site, so it has to be something.blogspot.com. And one of the two songs we were uploading was called Witch Police. So I just made it witch police, dog blocks, blah, that And that was yeah. the thing. But the real story before that, why witch police was even a thing. Because <laughs> uh, one year on Halloween, I had a bunch of friends over. We were watching a bunch of Halloween themed movies. Yeah. And I think it was Rosemary's Baby. It was the one we were watching at the time. And at some point, I just said, this whole plot could have been stopped hours ago if they just called the police. And then my friend Shayna, who you may know from Thick and Sweaty. Yeah. She said, who are they going to call? The witch police? <laughs> <laughs> so I liked that and that's how the, the song ended up being called we are the witch police because I think I wrote it down because yeah. I was like that's awesome witch police I, that needs to become something and so that became a song and then the song became the website and then when we started doing the podcast I was hosting it on the website and it just made sense to call it witch police radio
0: so, so who knew that a just a a, a throwaway joke just something yeah. thrown in just yeah. to insult you has turned into this big 10 year well, eight 10 year project
1: yeah, I know. It's just a, it's literally a throwaway joke. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. It's <laughs> it's just insane how those things just kind of snowball from like this tiny pebble into just this gi- giant thing where you can't stop now. No. No, I can't. <laughs> I, can. I can't I can't it, change it. It's way too far gone. Yeah. Yeah, you can't stop. You can't change it because you basically erased it 8 years of a yep. name and it's and the funniest thing recently, in my opinion, was you posted on Twitter that people keep contacting you about paranormal activity. They do, yeah, yeah. Which is great.
1: I love it. I love
0: it. It's so funny. Like, and yeah, I don't get it. Why are they asking me? I'm like, you do realize your podcast is saying Witch Police, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just me like just being a matter of fact. Like, oh shit, yeah. <laughs> just yeah. out of the blue, and it's just it's such a funny uh, aside. Just how that. Uh, came to be. So now that we've got like your background in, let's let's go for the second one. Let's I'm sure, going for doing? I'm going for the juggler. So for some reason <laughs> we got 2017 now with okay. Bloodrunners.
1: Bloodrunners, okay
0: yeah. Set in nineteen thirties prohibition a corrupt cop discovers that the popular speak easy in town has been infiltrated by vampires. Is he the corrupt cop? Uh yes. He's, he's got <laughs> it's what we were talking about before. Yeah. he's either a cop or a, or a criminal or both, right? Yeah, and he has top villain as nice. Chesterfield. Okay, right? that is his character's name, directed by Dan Lance. I'm gonna look up his, what he has Dan done. Lance. Uh, nothing, <laughs> <laughs> although he has done something called Ninja Babes from Space. That sounds great. So, that might be a future episode. I think so. it might
1: have to be. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yes, so we will be right back. Oh, by okay. the way, uh, yes. beginning, middle, or end? Let's go middle of this one. Let's go middle of the road. I mean, he's a star of it, right? So he'll probably be in, yes, throughout one would think. I'm gonna make sure that there is uh, prime icy, and we will be right back. I'm just wait. We watched Blood Runners, we are back, and we just watched Blood Runners, yeah, and um. In a surprise twist, the big (laughs) vampire, big bad... Is Ice-T. Is Ice-T. And this got a 4.9 out of 10 on IMDb, and it shows. I I think that this goes back to what I was saying before,
1: where Ice-T can be in a terrible movie, but he seems like he's the best part of that. Oh, definitely. Like that line about driving a state through his motherfucking heart. Like, that was awesome. He did The delivery was great, right? Me and you were both clapping, just cheering it on. I I can buy Ice-T as a 1930s, like, you know, classy vampire.
0: Yeah, definitely. He sells it, he sells it. I do like how, from the looks of, of this, it's mostly indoors apart from night scenes where you can't see the surroundings and yeah. you blurred the background. Yeah, because they don't have enough money to make a good background. Definitely not, definitely not. And, oh man, just... Oh. Again, the but, acting was brutal, but his team was good. Yeah, exactly. He's like the highlight. And yeah. you can clearly see in his eyes, like his dead, dull eyes, you could say that he's trying to act like a vampire. Yeah. Clearly, he's like... Paycheck, 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 yeah, paycheck, yeah. paycheck. Look at my wrist, but, paycheck.
1: But, you know what though? Like, I, I, do you blame him? No, definitely not. If someone <laughs> was like, "You get to be in this movie, you get to be some kind of like weird, like prohibition era vampire, and will pay you whatever,"
0: you know, and it requires two days of work or something, like, wouldn't you do it? I'd no, do it. D- definitely. I don't think though the budget a million. I don't That's think he made. Is? I don't think he made. I don't think this movie cost a million. I'm actually going to see if they have. I'm looking right now, seeing that? uh the budget was four 400, fifty. Yeah, four fifty. So guaranteed three hundred grand probably went to iced tea. Probably, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you probably made and yeah, it, it was it was fun just for iced tea alone. Yeah. So s- just a lot of fun. And speaking of a lot of fun, what I want to ask you now...
1: <laughs> nice segue, I like it. Hey,
0: on oh, yeah. the segue, Ken. So yeah, apparently. The one thing is, uh, like I said, you've done 500 episodes. 560 plus. something by now, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Uh, what would you consider a standout podcast moment for yourself? Like, is there anything that really stands out to you? There's um, so much to choose from, but oftentimes people have that one thing that worked for them.
1: Yeah, I think it's not so much like a specific episode or anything, but it's just the some of the live ones we did were cool. And those were, I say we, because like for most of those I had co-hosts or a co-host at least. And it was kind of cool experiments at local venues that a lot of times didn't work in terms of getting a lot of people out, but it was still fun to try. Like we did the series at the park theater called the big mix-up. And the whole um, premise there was to get, you know, 15 or so local musicians who don't know each other, or they know, you know, they haven't played together before. And then um, put their names into a hat form a band split them up oh, into two wow. bands on stage and then the audience would yell out uh, a theme word and a genre and they would have to improvise songs based on whatever that was and then the bands would switch and we'd move the players around so you could have like a guy in a metal band with an accordion player <laughs> with like a horn section and uh, a rapper or something and then they would have to do a polka song about table tennis or like whatever right? yeah, yeah. And so it. yeah so it was great but I think the problem was that like people didn't understand the concept of it yeah and so trying to promote it to be you know I, we got in the news and got on the radio and stuff talking about it but i think it, just, it was too abstract and weird yeah people you- to get you know and, and so we had people who came every time and were really enthusiastic about it and the musicians all loved it because it was yeah. uh, you know an opportunity to try something that was way out of the comfort zone but i think audiences were just like what the hell is this did
0: you ever uh, film them at all or was that just they were all recorded audio wise
1: Okay. So they they exist as podcasts. I haven't done yeah. one in a few years, but yeah. we did get some of them got filmed. Uh, just like you know, uh, amateurly, I guess.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because oftentimes, like when you want to try and get a concept, you you kind of have to like sh- visually show them. So yeah. like, the first one might not work, but if you can show what it is and how good the atmosphere, it kind of works out. And you mentioned the park theater, and uh, one of the things that happens at the park theater is the Manitoba Podcast Festival. and you're the one of the major driving forces behind the manitoba podcast festival uh if you just want to elaborate that and then explain uh what is your favorite thing about the manitoba podcast festival
1: sure well i mean you are you are also one of the driving forces now i mean you you definitely kind of stepped in and which is really awesome so i appreciate that But, but yeah the festival um basically the idea has always been to get local podcasters together and sort of build a community. Um, lots of people are doing this since it's a very solitary kind of uh, hobby. A lot of people are just doing it in their basement and could have been doing it for years without really realizing who else is out there. So the whole concept of it was to build a community around podcasting, find people who are doing it, get them to meet each other in person, get them to share ideas, um, you know, share tips on how to, how to improve their shows, how to get audiences, how to produce a show, all of that stuff, because I feel like most of us, yourself included, myself included are making this up as we go along Pretty much. and there's not really a guidebook for it about how to properly do a podcast. I mean, the way I do mine is completely different from yours and they're both acceptable podcasts to listen to. You know what yeah. I mean? Like like they both work in their own way. And it's something like Sean Geek podcast is done completely differently. And so is the real debaters. And so is blah, 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 right. All these shows. Yeah. And so the whole goal of it was to just get people to come together and, and like, Share tips. I mean, you could be doing something that I don't know about that would really help my show, right? Exactly. And vice versa. And so yeah, that was the idea, and we did it the first year um at the park, and the second year at the park, and then the third year was
0: COVID uh, yeah. delayed. COVID, so yeah, and it's and it, yeah. it's also looking like maybe the fourth we might have to go virtual again, just I think because so, yeah. even if everything is open, just because the park fair is going to be busy. Yeah.
1: I don't want to take their spots up from actual money-making ventures. You know what I mean? Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. But but no, I think that the the, the whole point of the festival, honestly, is is just like, I love doing this sort of a lot of other people. I think a lot more people could be doing it. There's no reason. There's no limit on how many people should be podcasting. Everyone who wants to do it should definitely try it because it's a fairly low barrier to entry and it's fun. And like, so just
0: to encourage people to, you know, pick up a microphone, hit record and go. Yeah, it's also fantastic because what, in my opinion, one of the best ways to get into podcasting is to actually guest on a podcast just to see firsthand how it works. Yeah, for sure. So I I invite people, hey, I'm thinking of doing a podcast. Well, if you want to, you can guest on a couple of these shows and then that way they start to build themselves up going yeah i can do this if, yeah. if james can do it i can do it pretty much and w- the first year i went i went as a like just a watch mm-hmm. and the best takeaway i got from it was just meeting different people i managed to get quite a few guests just from the podcast festival div- opening my net networking. that was yeah, yeah. good fun then i participated in the second one and then i, I end up being a big hand in helping run the third year so and and that's pretty much like my story in the podcast festival is indicative of what the manitoba podcast festival is is you can start off just watching from the crowd and then if you show up and you you, you're a good guy or girl whatever and you just keep helping out you know participating Eventually, your voice will be heard. And that's one of the best yeah. things about the Manitoba Podcast Festival.
1: Yeah, it's basically like the punk scene, but for podcasts. Pretty much. Or, you know, it's, it's very DIY. Uh, everyone's kind of just making up as they go along. No one has any money. Yeah. But people want to create something and there's the unity around that.
0: Yeah, there's no guardians like holding off people from doing uh, podcasts. We're not going to like stand and gatekeep.
1: No. Why would, yeah. Because we all have different ideas, right? I yeah. mean, it's
0: just not like we're all doing
1: movie podcasts. If yeah. you were, maybe there'd be more drama between. But, but then, I mean, again, you do a movie podcast. The real debaters do a movie podcast, just as mm-hmm. an example. You do totally different subjects. You, you yeah. cover different material. I do a music show. Other people do music shows. Yeah. There's enough out there for everyone to sort of focus on their own
0: strengths and their own interests. And even so, me and Michael actually... Uh we guest on each other's podcasts uh we help each other with hints and tips and yeah exactly give each other advice and like i said i mentioned a uh, guardian and that is actually the title of the next i see movie we're doing yeah, yeah. <laughs> amazing amazing yeah oh Segway king that's what yeah, they definitely. call me so what year is it from uh 2001 i'm just about to reveal everything okay it is a 3.9 out of 10 sweet uh it- it, it, with a spate of violence that rocks the inner city LAPD and ex-Marine John Cross Investigates its cause A new drug called Chaos With help from his partner Car- Carpenter They delve into The mystery only to discover a, a link between the drug And a terrifying supernatural power Unleashed during the Gulf War <laughs> All right. And so this stars Mario, Mario Van Peebles That's cool and- because he directed uh, New Jack City Yes, and James Remar, if you know who that is. Yes, I the name is super familiar. Uh, Dexter, he's also uh, Jax in The Warriors. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. He's in so much stuff. And Ice-T is billed fifth as okay. Max. Max. Just Max. Just Max. <laughs> so, All right. And so uh, how do you want to do this? Do you want to do beginning, middle, or end? We'll end, we did beginning and middle already. Let's do end. Yeah, let's go. So, I'm just seeing, I'm just trying to see if I can find. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's just do the end. Guaranteed, we might not see uh, Ice T, but yeah, he may have died. Uh, by the time he may have died, yes. So, we'll be right back. The guys watched. Guardian. Okay, so we decided not to do the the last few minutes. We decided uh, to just go for it and try it down Ice Tea in this movie. I am so glad we found a great scene. Yeah. Oh yeah. man! So in this movie, Ice Tea surprise surprise is a criminal. Yeah, he seems to be some sort of pimp slash drug dealer, and he's doing a very on the nose. Pimp <laughs>
1: voice. The Voice is so good. It's, it's so good. It's like this higher than normal,
0: lispier than normal, like just weird. Yeah. And oh god, it's so funny. Because the whole thing is apparently they're doing a sting because they know he's selling chaos. And chaos being whatever that red drug is that makes him into monsters or something, right? Yeah. Let's talk about the the receptacle. I thought oh, it was an explosive. It it looks like either or like three dices with a bit of shit stuffed in the middle. And it's it's (laughs) not some red shit. It finds a woman, picks her up as Mario Van Peebles is listening in because she's wired up. And the music changed rapidly from
1: scene to scene. Like, I know they weren't supposed to be in this goth club or whatever. Yeah. And it was playing this crazy, like, you know, electronic thing. And then it turned into just, like, this weird hard rock. And then it changed to something else. And it seemed like every time they switched rooms, the
0: music would just completely drastically change. Yeah, exactly. I actually recently watched Reservoir Dogs. And one of my yeah. favorite scenes is during the torture. Of course, yeah. Where, yeah. where Michael Madison leaves. And as he comes back in, the music's still playing. And it's actually to the right times. If you- Yeah. Yeah. you like sync the song up. It's still all within real time, and it works so much. Whereas this, it's just this is everywhere. Yeah, play the song again. Shut fuck. Yeah, play it again. Yeah, and I also like on his desk, he has like a clear crystal revolver or something like that. Did yeah. you know it's that? Yeah, and then we have the the unholy junk cuts of junk cut firefight with Van Peebles. Yeah. And I don't know if he actually shot him, but it looks like Ice teeth accidentally falls out of a, through window. a window. Yes, yes. Like he, it's he's like doing the whole like double uh, gun thing because he knows that the the cop is undercover. Yeah. And as they like, firing... I also like Mario Van Peebles' face where it looks like he can't handle the kickback. So he's, like, chins in. He's like, fucking Alice is going to kill me. Well, he's wearing sunglasses in the dark uh, club. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're, and as is the, as is of the time, 2001, he's wearing sure. a, an overcoat, too. Yes, yes, yeah. Oh, God. And then he falls out, and then the timer went off. And uh, that, <laughs> might, that might be an episode. Oh, that was, might be, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was... I mean-
1: as much as Ice-T's accent, I think his, accent his voice was kind of hilarious. Yeah. And his character was obviously over-the-top cartoonish. Like, he's still kind of compelling to watch, though, right? I mean, he see, there, there's enough menace there that you can yeah. buy him as a villain. Even though he's dressed like, uh, you know, in a ridiculous pimp suit. And he's got, like, the, the, the high-pitched voice. And he's got these guns and the
0: weird-looking drugs
1: and stuff. Like, I, I don't know. I, I want to see that character, more but, of that character.
0: Yeah, when Ice-T talks normally, I don't actually notice he has a lisp. But when he's trying to put a voice on, yes. it's so much more prominent. Yeah, it is.
1: It is. It was great. The best part of this whole that whole scene was the the cop in the trunk. Like the yeah. cops come out of the car to go and uh, you know do execute the sting, and there's this one guy who's stuck in the trunk. waiting.
0: that, that poor guy, can you can you imagine the, the conversation before is like, so yeah, we're gonna sit here. Wait, wait, there's not enough room for me. All the equipment is taking up the seats. Get in the goddamn trunk, <laughs> you know. Uh, so we we mentioned Ice T's voice, and in kung fu movies, they often have some hilarious overdubbing. Yes. and you have been very much on point on your love for Bruce movies.
1: Yes, I yeah yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So
0: explain to everyone what Bruce Bruce movies are, and what is one of your favorites going?
1: Okay, well, Bruce Brotation movies are after Bruce Lee died. His movies were extremely popular internationally, and he died super young. I mean, I'm older now than he was when he died like by a few years, which is shocking to me, but um, so they wanted to keep the hype going. And of course he only made a handful of movies and they didn't have enough to, to keep, you know, pumping out the Bruce Lee content. So they found actors in all these like little studios in Hong Kong and stuff with names or fake names that sounded vaguely like Bruce Lee. There's Bruce Lai, Bruce Liang, Bruce Le. They all, they're all very, very similar. And they made movies that were basically intended to seem like a bruce lee flick like re-enter the dragon yeah, yeah yeah exactly and i mean so uh, bruce lee fights back from the grave and this all kind of started with um i don't know if it started with but the, the, the big most successful one is game of death right because yeah. that was bruce lee's last film and the stuff he filmed is phenomenal in there there's actually a documentary that shows in order all of the scenes that he filmed and how the story was supposed to go until yeah. he died while making it and it's, it's brilliant but the one that came out is terrible because yeah. they used a few scenes of him, and then they use stunt doubles. And there's one scene where he's looking in the mirror, and you see like a cutout of Bruce Lee's face looking back at the guy. Like it's, <laughs> it's really bad. So I guess people figured like, whatever, this makes money. Let's just make
0: Bruce exploitation films. And there's hundreds of them,
1: and they're mostly just awful.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm looking at like some of the lists, uh, like the names. Yeah, and it's, it's pretty much is over movies, but they've just added an extra word to make it different. That's right. Yeah. So you got Return of the Fist of Fury, Enter the Game of Death, Exit the dra- Dragon, Enter the Tiger. Yeah, Bruce Fist of Vengeance, The Dragon Lives Again. Uh, there's actually a movie that was actually released where it documents the Game of Death, where they're auditioning all the different Bruce Lees. Oh, cool. Yeah, where it shows what happened and how they got around to it, and it's it's kind of done it in the way of like a comedy. Oh, I think I heard about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so good. I try and find it, and it's one of my. It's one of my favorite films, just because it really like makes fun of like the yeah. greediness of the producer and everything like that. And I'm looking here, and like the clones of Bruce Lee. I that saw one's them. crazy. That one is completely nuts. And uh, so many.
1: They just eventually just started using regular kung fu movies. They Didn't even have it. Like a bunch of them have this fake connection to Bruce Lee, where they're like, you know be at his gravesite or something for one scene in the movie and that's that's it but other ones have nothing there's one called my name called bruce which is like just a fantastic movie title and it's like set in the 80s and there's no connection to bruce lee whatsoever it's just i don't even think the character is called bruce like i have the dvd of it (laughs) it's just my name called bruce because they want having that bruce thing in the title is going to give some stupid westerner oh shit it's a bruce lee movie i should check it out right and
0: yeah and a, another type of movie you uh, particularly enjoy, it. Like I know you're not uh, big into movies, but you're a big fan of Godzilla movies. I love Godzilla movies. Yes. And uh, one of the things I actually want to ask you is, when it comes to the big draw often is Godzilla versus a monster. Yeah. Or Godzilla team. No. Who is your favorite Godzilla monster, either friend or fr- foe? King Ghidorah. King Ghidorah? Yeah. Uh, what did you think about the the newest iteration of King Ghidorah? Oh, I saw the newest Godzilla movie yeah. in the theater. Yeah. Because of course I did.
1: Of course, yeah. Of course. <laughs> and yeah, it was cool. I mean, it was, it was, it's obviously different. I, I kind of, one of my favorite things about the old ones is the cheesiness. I like the corny kind of nature of it. And this is obviously made to be more uh, realistic. Yeah. But yeah, it was cool. I don't know. I, I, I like, I like that they are at least trying to take it and uh, make up for that horrible nineties one. Oh, I was actually just about to get into that. Yeah, uh, yeah. What did you feel about the the nineties oh, one? It was terrible. terrible. The soundtrack was very notable because everyone had the soundtrack at the time, and yeah. there were some good hits on there. Like uh, there's a Raging the Machine song on the soundtrack that isn't on any of their albums, so yeah. that was cool. Um, but yeah, I know it was a shit movie. Like it What, was you, was just...
0: uh, what did you think to the uh, the P Diddy Puff Daddy Komo oh, Me song? Oh yeah, <laughs> and we had that. It was the 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 the, uh, the Zeppelin sample Yeah, had Jimmy Page replaying Cashmere. Yeah, it was yeah. terrible. It was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> that that whole music video though is fucking hilarious because it's him dancing on the roof. Right, And then, right, and then right, you right. just see Godzilla look at him, and apparently Puff Daddy is too strong and he just leaves like a bitch. Hey, Puff
1: Daddy should never he should never rap. He was fine as just being the background dancing record label guy going like uh oh, uh oh, oh, in the background, but he can't rap. Like he's he's a tarot. <laughs> yeah. He's not he never intended to. They just made him do it like you know, and he owned the label so he could do what he wanted, I guess. But... He's a fun
0: showman. But he's not good at rapping. No, he's terrible. Yeah, and my favorite thing from that song is where he just lets out this scream for no reason, and it's just like, "Ah, like, fuck yeah. you know, <laughs> calm down." It's it's, it's like you that,
1: just—that's a great example though of Puff Daddy's ability to take a song that already exists, yeah, change pretty much nothing, and then just rap badly over it. Exactly. That's that's just like he's amazing at doing that. He pulls that off extremely well, he's paying a lot of money for a sample. But was it? I'm actually going to look up... Uh, well, he did that me. one of uh, The Police of Every Breath You Take, which was like the tribute to the oh. B.I.G. And he changed <sighs> nothing and just rapped poorly over it, but I missed his friend. Like, I mean, you know, sorry that his friend died, but like the, the song was bad.
0: Yeah. Well, so here's some of the uh, the lyrics. Uh, I'll take you where you have never been before. Once we're here, you'll cry for more. If it's dark in your world, come walk in mine. My love's the light, babe, it's on... All, all the time. What's that got to do with Godzilla? Is that him something. is that him something. talking to Godzilla saying, Come with me because I'm the light or something?
1: No, I'm sure he recorded it way before the movie, and then the movie came out and he's like, Oh, yeah, I have the
0: song. And here's the thing: there was one redeemer about that. Well, actually, there's two. The the first one was actually the animated series because okay, they, I never actually saw that. Yeah, they, they really tried to put it more in line with Godzilla, and they actually made because it's about one of the babies that escaped. Right, right. And it's pretty much the scientists working with Godzilla to stop monsters. And at, towards the end they actually made like a mecha Godzilla out of the dead body of the Godzilla that died in the movie. Do you know what they did wrong with that movie? They focused on the people. No one oh, cares about the people in the Godzilla movie. Yeah. The people is
1: a subplot. Like they, the monster destroying shit, that's what you're there for. I don't care about Matthew Broderick
0: and what his personal life is. I want to see Godzilla wreck things. That's Ex- Exactly, and especially when they reveal that Godzilla is asexual.
1: Yeah. Like
0: uh, They clearly wanted to do that because they watched Jurassic Park. Exactly, yeah. And they wanted to – it just makes me rage, man. It just makes me rage thinking about that. Although, have you seen Godzilla Final Wars? No, I haven't. I've, I, I, my, my, my history of Godzilla movies is very, very
1: um stuck in the old classic ones up until about the 80s. And then I've seen the newer, last few newer ones.
0: Okay, so maybe this is a future episode. But in that, you have the original Godzilla versus yeah. the American Godzilla. Oh, wow, that sounds cool. And it's two seconds long. <laughs> it's, a, it's a tail whip, and that's it. And the, the villain who's like, because it's pretty much Godzilla for, versus a whole shit ton of alien uh, okay. monsters. Okay, And one of them is in Australia. It's that Godzilla fighting... Uh, the American Godzilla to this to some Forty One, <laughs> <laughs> and the main villain is stomping and going. Oh, I knew that tuna head couldn't get the job done. That's awesome, and that and that's how it ends. I'll try and find it for you, but it's so good. So, I, I mentioned Rage, and that's the that's one of the uh, the next title. It's Air Rage from two thousand and one. Air uh, Rage, Air Rage, two thousand one. Yes, he is on the uh, the front cover as Matt Marshall.
1: Matt
0: Marshall. A Marine Colonel and his men are sent aboard on a hostage rescue mission. When they arrive, they find the hostages dead and decide to get paid back by massacring the village. Upon return home to the US, they must face the consequences. Oh, wow. And it's uh, directed by Fred Olin Ray. That sounds familiar. I don't know who that is. Uh, he has done, I've seen a lot of Christmas movies, so it, it's clear he's in the hallmark.
1: Okay. Okay. Oh, yeah, you. Yeah, you. You do have a bunch Charlie
0: Christmas movies, haven't you? Oh God, <laughs> God. So <laughs> I actually had to uh, venture outside of Tubi for this one and okay. go into Amazon Prime Video. Uh, so f- three point two one nine DB scale, beginning, nice. middle, or end? Uh, let's go end. It seems like there'll probably be a lot of action happening, right? Uh, yep. So you want in the middle? End. End. All right. the totally end. Yeah. Okay. So I am. Oh lord! Unless unless he dies at some point, but- Nope. no, he's he's in it. So we're gonna do. So the movie is we're on the last twenty five minutes. Okay. And- the guys watched Air Rage. All right. <laughs> okay. Just uh, oh, so who's <laughs> who's the villain? I I actually really want to see that Sil- guy. That actor? Yeah, Sil- Cyril O'Reilly. Yeah, I don't, I don't know really- who he is. He's in Airplane What? He's in Airplane as a soldier That's really weird Yeah And Air Age, Of course Of course Touched by an angel Star Trek uh, Oh Condosaur. You ever heard of Connoisseur? I've heard of I have not seen uh, Pretty much they use it to try and like Join the Jurassic Park Times Yeah yeah, yeah. He's also in the Porky's movies How old is he? Uh, he he is? he doesn't I guess he probably looks older than you or 1958, is older. Three years older than my dad. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So now we so we watched Air Age. It was a, a masterpiece. Oh, that, exquisite oh, filmmaking. Goddamn, just so, so good. Just, it really, the, the stock footage was phenomenal. Yeah, because there's a bunch of stock footage of airplanes and you can clearly see like the damage actually to the film itself.
1: It looks like it's about forty years old, at least, the, 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 <laughs> and the movie's from two thousand one. So they they obviously
0: yeah. I wonder if the, like the inside cock footage, cockpit footage was even there. <laughs> inside or cock footage. Inside <laughs> cock footage. God damn it! <laughs> yeah, just oh so bad. Just yeah, so, just so so bad.
1: And Ice-T, oh. again, is, you know, he's, he's a, a cop or a soldier. And he, he was actually a military himself. He was in the army.
0: Yeah, so. So he, he knows how to do that. Like, he can yeah. play that shit in his sleep, right? That's his third shit just out of the way. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what, what movie is this? You know, I used to be in the military. Well, sign right <laughs> up. There you Here's go. A gun. There you go, yeah. and The funny thing, he, like, there's the kind of female lead. Yes. And he tells her, hey, you've got to save the day. And it involves her with an Uzi pointing it at the cockpit. Not knowing that if you fire a Uzi into a cockpit, the plane's going down and everyone's going to be dead because... Yeah, the crash. But not only really that, she's trying to aim very specifically at the guy. And she's got this weapon that is going to probably kill him no matter, matter where she aims. She pretty much just needs to spray it. Right? Like, like, she just ran in and just starts spraying? Yeah. She yeah. she should be fine, but she's standing by the stairs, like, terrified. Yeah. And let's talk about Ice-T's acting in this. <laughs> he <looks laughs> Maybe like that was his best role, but yeah. It, all you can see is bloody hands, but it looks like he's been put in, like, the meat grinder. Yeah yeah you know what i mean just and he's just walking <laughs> i do like it when he takes off like the headphones and everything and it's not just like ripping off like grabbing so no, it's, it's very dainty of, it's like very dainty putting his hands like eh, eh, get off me <laughs> oh god this hurts oh yeah i'm like i see that like, this is probably his worst performance but not having made
1: possibly, not having seen the whole movie, obviously, it does seem like the plan, because he, he did have a plan there, was for him, after he'd been shot, to go give himself up to the guys on the plane while the stewardess shot the cockpit with an Uzi and while military planes were surrounding them trying to get them to surrender. So I don't know what the, like, what's the end game there? Because if, if what, she shoots the cockpit, they crash. Yeah. If the military blows them up, they crash and he dies. Like, how, did, yeah. how does he survive
0: this? Or does he, if, is it like a suicide mission? I, I think it was intended because of from the sounds of it they wanted to like completely destroy something yeah, or do some yeah. real bad damage if they survive so yeah. they're willing to go down with the plane
1: I guess so yeah yeah
0: so we mentioned Ice-T as an actor and I, I kind of want to get your opinion on this uh who in your opinion is your favorite mu- musical artist to act to transition like it's <sighs> pretty pretty far and wide and I that's see- a really hard question yeah there's a
1: lot. You know what, actually, this is, I don't want to plug them, but I get to plug them. There's a new local podcast called Singers Who Act. Yeah. And they've been doing new episodes each week based on a musician who is now an actor. And I don't know the answer. That. That's a really good question.
0: Yeah.
1: Ice um, uh, I mean, T's up there. Have... Ice T's up there. I do legitimately enjoy Ice T as an actor. Yeah, and he's as a, a musician.
0: Uh, you know, who? one who surprised me was Henry Rollins. Did I, yeah, I mentioned him earlier. That's a really good yeah, idea too. He, he can uh, act
1: like a motherfucker. Yeah.
0: Yeah, he was really good in Sons of Anarchy. I really liked his role in that, and he was also—it's not a good movie, but it's uh, called Wrong Turn Two. Okay. I think it was filmed in Winnipeg. That sounds a- familiar. And it's Henry. It's pretty much a survivor-style TV show that's attacked by inbred cannibals. Nice. And. Henry Rollins' character is the military guy that's head in the production. And yeah. it pretty much ends up with Henry Rollins versus inbred cannibals.
1: It sounds amazing. And he's actually very much typecast too, though, just like Ice-T. Ice-T plays cops or pimps or yeah. military guys. Rollins is always a military guy. Yeah, I think or, it's because he's big and muscular and tattooed and, the, you know, buzz cut. And, yeah. and he has that kind of, like, angry face to him, you know, like...
0: He, he also had, also, or the, an- an- like, anarchy guy. Yes, yes. I remember he's like an anarchy guy in the Batman Beyond cartoon. Okay. Okay. Where it's just him ranting. I swear they didn't even give him a script. It's just him yelling about, you know, society and the government and stuff like that. Right. They, right. Like, hey, Henry, just can you tell me about the government for, for 10 minutes? And, just, <laughs> and they just like cut it just to make sure it worked yeah. out. Uh, f- for me, like, God, it's, there's so many. And like, there's a lot of battle. on I think a good one, even though he's only done it once, probably Eminem. You name Mile. That was like so close to home, though. But like, but he played himself essentially, right? That's he, the that's the he, argument. with that yeah. like, did he get like an Oscar nomination for that? For the, for the song, they won
1: for the song. Yeah, he didn't get for. Uh, I don't think so. Anyway, for acting. Let's let's take a look.
0: Let's take yeah. a look. And then, I mean,
1: Ice Cube is a really good actor too. Yeah. Like, the Friday movies are great. He was great in Boys in the Hood. But, oh, like, you know, there's... Boys like, uh, Boys yeah, in the yeah. Hood, he's really... Yeah.
0: yeah. God damn. Just so, so good in that. I, I rushed that recently because I have, a, a, like, a calendar f- of movies to watch and that's included. Yeah, great movie. Yeah, definitely. I'm just looking, seeing if... I'm just going to look at... Uh, oh, you know who's good is uh, Chris Christopherson. Yes. He's a fantastic I, actor I, and great singer, too. Yeah. And then you got, like, the opposite way. You've got uh, Billy... Billy uh, Billy Bob Thornton. Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you'd call him a musician really that much, though. I mean, he, he no, probably thinks that, but yeah. No matter how much he wanted, he wanted you to. Uh, yes.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The Boxmasters. Yeah. No one's buying that record.
0: Oh, God. So, uh, yeah. Um, looking now, Academy Award. Yeah. It was just the best. It's kind of corrupt that he didn't get an Oscar uh, nomination, in, in my opinion. And speaking of corrupt, that's the name of the next movie.
1: Right on. Yeah. Uh, nice. Nice.
0: I'm I'm like a pit bull on a steak. When I when you I you have this all planned out. Yeah, you've been, you, you, these uh these segways, they're good, they're good. I like them. These well, it's probably maybe like five minutes before I actually get to the topic, but yeah. I'm the segway king for a reason. So this one is 1999's corrupt. Okay. After decades of terror, two deadly street gangs reach a delicate truce and MJ sees a way out of the hood once of all. Only corrupt stands in MJ's way, resulting in a violent and brutal rollercoaster ride of action. Jeez. So this is, uh, came out in 1999. Um, you know who Silk the chakras? Yeah, I do. Th- that's the guy who plays MJ. That's, yeah. So and then Ice-T, I'm looking now, there's not but
1: int- so, so the shocker is Master P's brother. Oh, really? Yeah, he's one of those no limit guys. You know, like those weird southern rappers with the hilarious album covers with all the gold and like you know crowns and shit on them. Like those that, that that really kind of specific theme of album covers from the '90s, all on that label, and they have like gold tanks and stuff. And it was that's one of those guys. You know, they had, the, the the album covers are phenomenal. The music is terrible, yeah. but like the, the the artwork is is so distinctively
0: like over the top and cartoonish. Yeah. So this is directed by Albert Foon. Okay, who's that? And he is known for doing like a bunch of cheesy action movies. Okay. Including uh, the, the Captain America movie that came out in 1990. Oh, wow, that was crazy. The john claude Van Damme Cyborg. Okay. Uh, a bunch of uh, Kickboxer sequels. Uh, including Kickboxer 4, The Aggressor. And then we've got Kickboxer 2, The Road Back, Blood Just
1: get This this Corrupt movie here for a second. Uh, Ernie Hudson's son is in it. Ernie Hudson Jr. Oh, God. I didn't know he had a son, first of all, and secondly, that he was an actor. And had the same name as his dad. Exactly. So
0: yeah. Uh, so th- this could be extra terrible or extra awesome. So I'm excited to finally check out Corrupt. Corrupt. So uh, beginning, middle, or end? Uh Let's go with
1: the uh, beginning. And before we do that, I just want to re- read this one other thing I just saw about it. Apparently on the commentary, Ice-T just talks shit about how bad the movie is. Well, do you want to know how bad this
0: movie is? Let's see the beginning. It's an hour and six minutes. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> it's an hour and six minutes. So nice. That's often like a bad indicator that you yep. know your movie is shit. Yep. So I'm just going to make sure. Here we go. <laughs> the final movie the boys watched corrupt what's what okay I-, I gotta stop so th- the question is right we are back yeah the big question is we've just finished the first five minutes of corrupt uh we skipped a bit of the credits just for our insanity uh <laughs> in, the- in those five minutes we heard two different ice tea songs yeah, which is really confusing because Ice T is talking at one
1: point and then it goes right into a song where he's rapping. Yeah. And it's it, it, if you didn't know Ice T was a rapper, if you're just watching this movie because it looks yeah. like a good action movie or something, uh, like it would be really disturbing because he
0: finishes talking and then he's there and it's like is this part of the plot or is this like a, uh, a... is it a musical? Yeah, is it a musical? <laughs> is it him just like thinking? Yeah. Okay, so we had this guy uh, I I've kept him up. Yeah. What is worse is Jamaican accent or his Lone braid on the side of his head.
1: The accent is worse. So I don't know.
0: Like, I'm l- like it's really hard to see because the graininess of this movie, and it's really darkly lit too. Yeah, it's darkly lit, and I can see. I can pre- pretty much count every like bit of grain on this yeah. movie. Yeah. Oh, Goddamn. And, and then I see the credits twice. I see in the credits twice, and <laughs> the, the whole <laughs> opening is the main character. MJ, Silk the Shocker, and I I see shows up because he's talking to a girl, and he goes, hey, you you going to want to call me, yeah, I'll, you want me to call you, my bitch. Yeah. And that's how, and then he leaves. I really like how slow he's going on the motorcycle. Yes,
1: yeah, yeah. And his, he, he's, he's, like, very well-dressed to be riding a motorcycle, too. He's he he
0: a, is. He, a really nice jacket, actually, yeah. yeah. It looks like he just came off the set of Law & Order SVU. Totally, totally, yeah. And, and yeah. he's like, you know do you have anything for me? Uh, yeah, we've got this FUBU stuff. So get the fuck away from me. I'll just wear what I got right now. I just came <laughs> off the set. He may have. Yeah. I mean, that show's been around for long enough that he very well could have just come off the set. <laughs> I- I'm actually going to look up, where is it? How how long SVU has been around? It's and been if- more than 20 years.
1: It's 20- so got to be close, yeah. Yeah. Well, he, was, that- like, he
0: started in the second season, though. He started in the second season. Yeah, so I'm just uh, waiting for it to come. But my God, man, my God. And, like, the posters look better than the actual... The movie, yeah. 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 So, yeah, 2000, this was a year, like, two years after the fact. Maybe this was what he's saying: going, hey, look at how good I look. That will be my character for the whole series, and you can you can hire me for 19 years. <laughs> <sighs> like, ho- like, holy shit, man. Like, yeah, just, yeah. it was terrible. And, like, I really like Albert Foon and, like, some of his stuff he's done, but clearly he's, like, just Gone downhill.
1: Like I've seen movies from the seventies that have better quality, like film they're shooting on than this. Like it, it's
0: just, it looks like garbage. <laughs> it, it, it look uh, like mine and your, like webcams are better. They're yeah, way, way better. And we have like no video production, no training at all. No, I didn't have a it, on, yeah, yeah. Exactly, like me. If I actually want to like post the image of me and you because we both have ice tea as our background, yep. it, it kind of looks like ice tea is peeking from behind me going and then you, you just got I have an Ice T shaped chair or something, yeah. yeah. Yeah, just staring you down. Yeah. yeah. It looks like you're sitting in Ice T's lap. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so oh man. Oh just, that was rough. That was rough. Uh, and there's no wonder why this movie got a I, I don't even think it deserves a two point six. Probably not oh my god man just uh. and ernie hussey jr was in i don't know who he was playing i think he might
1: have been the guy on the motorcycle at the beginning are you sure I, it's like the shocker was the other guy in the
0: scene so that, where he was yeah, staring at the wall so so that clearly might have been him and i'm yeah so apparently as you mentioned it was just nothing but him insulting the movie for uh, the uh, the commentary track, which I need to listen. to. I kind of want to hear
1: the commentary track. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. apparently, uh, Albert Foon d- did uh, shot three movies in a row. Okay, so this may have been the last uh, one. He was set up, or uh, two of urban, urban features, including Urban Menace and The Wrecking Crew. Let's okay. see, let's see who we got for these movies before we uh, wrap up because sure. I we need to know, we need to know. <laughs> so corrupt the Wrecking Crew. Who is in this? Ice T is in this too. Of course, he is as menace. Okay, he's got Ernie Hudson Jr. and Snoop Dogg is in that one. Oh, really? As as Drawman. Okay, and then we got corrupt urban menace. Let's see, Ice T two, Snoop Dogg, Big Pun, Fat Joe. Big Pun was in it, really? Whoa! Yeah, as Crow. And apparently it, it was while well, he was a uh, big punisher. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, wow. How do you make big pun be anyone but big pun? <laughs> exactly. It's like
1: 700 pounds. Like a- <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly. You just see him in a chair and go, just stay there and look menacing. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. That's yeah, probably- yeah. He got fourth billing, so. Holy shit. Okay, so uh, looking at the,
1: uh, the urban menace, uh, like the synopsis, after a church burning in which a preacher and his family are killed, the preacher's insane ghost, played by Snoop Dogg, starts killing <laughs> off the members of the gang responsible.
0: I wanted to see this movie. That looks like yeah. a awesome movie. I, I, I might have to do like a triple bill of just watching yeah. these movies. Yeah. Like, Fat Joe's name is Terror. Okay.
1: Well, Terror Squad, right? That's
0: just, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 It makes sense. <laughs> God damn. For sakes. Yeah. I, I, let's see if, oh, uh, yeah, there's a lot of one reviews. And this is apparently worse because it got a 2.0 out of 10.
1: You know, Snoop Dogg actually—you could do a whole episode on his movies too, because he's done a lot of actually good movies, and then also this kind of shit where he's yeah. in
0: hundreds of these things, and you're like, "What? What? When did you have time to make this movie?" I, Snoop Dogg, God bless him. Hey, he's awesome. Yeah. He was recently—he was on a wrestling show because he was advertising a show he's a part of, okay. which has a wrestler on the panel, and he did a splash off the top rope. I saw that on. Yeah, Today. yeah, yeah. Oh my god, how bad! And, and his like ass is. Up in the air. Funny enough, his uh, niece is actually a like top pro wrestler. Oh, really? That's kind of cool. Uh, named Sasha Banks, she's in WWE. Okay. And she was actually in The Mandalorian as well. Huh. so cool. she's uh, getting pretty pretty big, and it's just entertaining. So now, speaking of big, this is the final question. <laughs> All right. Of and I ask everybody. Uh, it has nothing to do with anything, but it's a, it's a general question that I want to know. And it also determines if you come back or not. Okay. So the question is, when eating an ice cream or something similar, big spoon or little spoon? Big spoon. Get out. (laughs) This is the last episode of uh, Sam Thompson. (laughs) He will not be returning. He is a big spoon fuck. Yeah, there you go. Uh, why big spoon? Do you want to just go a little up as quick as possible? Or? No,
1: it's just the first thing that came to mind. I, I've never thought about it honestly. Uh, when I, I usually my... just
0: would take whichever spoon happens to be uh, closest to me. Y- you got to make a strategic plan when, yep. when it comes to e ice cream. And I often go for the little spoon because I get to savor it a bit, a bit more. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Rather than just completely d- devouring it because I want <laughs> it all in my belly. No, no, you savor that shit. It's ice cream. It's sense. delicious. So Sam, yes, for the final time. You will yes. not be back. Okay. <laughs> uh, just, <laughs> I will be. You oh, yeah, definitely will. Yeah, yeah. It's all in, in the fun of the game. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it, I'm creating a new Civil War. Big spoon, little spoon. <laughs> so, <laughs> thank you so much for coming on. I thank really you appreciate me. you coming. Coming. It looks like we've got a few episodes coming up, just from what we've uh, been discuss- yes. discuss- discussing. And it looks like there would just be an hour each, so we could just do like a giant episode maybe because they're not that long and we could, we could maybe try and tie them together into, into yeah. like a, an albert fune urban universe that'd be awesome yeah. and then maybe start yeah, have the same actors anyway right so pretty, yeah, much, pretty yeah. much so yeah. you could say it's yeah. all by the same universe yeah. before you go uh throw your uh your plugs and everything like that get get the the word out there there's 500 episodes so throw it yeah. at us
1: yeah, you can hear Witch Police on uh, witchpolice.com. It's all available on every podcast provider that you use. Um, it's been around for a long time. There's 560-some episodes at this point. And mm-hmm. I put them out on Wednesday nights and Sunday nights it's yep. for the foreseeable future. It just keeps keep turning them out. There's no end to the amount of musicians in Winnipeg and Manitoba, so it, uh, it just keeps happening. Can't stop it now. It's gone too far.
0: Everyone's trying to ho- hock the record, so as long as that still happens, yeah, you, exactly. you've got a platform for people yeah. to come on. And it, I generally enjoy your podcast. I'm not much of a music guy, but sometimes I like to check it out just, you know, as you are a friend. I like to yeah. like support my friends. And I do find myself getting frozen with some of the episodes that you do have on because cool, cool. You, you well sometimes finished. make it very interesting. I really do enjoy the content that you provide and your fantastic service as well. And well, thank you're, you. I appreciate you're one of the big podcasters that I'm happy to know. And I appreciate getting to know you even more. Well, I would say the same for you, but your show is terrible and I hate it. Well, in that case, I'm editing that out. Uh, Fuck you, podcast. Fuck you, Sam. (laughs) Right on. So for me and Sam, thank you very much, guys. And I will check you out next week. Right on. Thanks.